I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, this is John Cena Sr., and you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kiss. With the wrist flip, listen to the sound of piss. The piss, listen up. I'm quick to stick fists in up. I feel bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. giving your meal tickets to visit the still dick in ya. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dice turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a bean Clap, naked to please that Terminator, penetrate until your knees snap Feed that a meat stack of beef Kill the peen back Is that too much? Return of the twat 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 Welcome to Ding Cold War Magic Doing a little country today? Uh, you know, I gotta change it up I feel like you should have like a banjo, like or something. I lost my dog. I lost my wife. I lost my heart. Magical night. You kind of like threw me off there for a minute with that. <laughs> I, I, I tried to, I try to, you know, keep you on your toes. That is correct. It is taught magic. I am your host, Troy. With me, as always, Lisa's here. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know. Uh, scratching and surviving. Um, good news in uh, um, the American front, at least, as today they, uh, um, every everything is, is moving steadily along for the new COVID relief bill. Uh, Friday, uh, it'll be signed into law, and people will start to be getting their payments, and uh, looks like uh, people that are still on unemployment um, will actually be getting uh, their, their benefits extended. So, uh, good news all around for that. Um, Texas seems to be on the recovery. Um, although, uh, they, they got an extra added fuck you from the government as a lot of them got gigantic, uh, electricity bills, even though they didn't have electricity for a couple of months or a couple of weeks. Makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Sadly, it seems like a lot of the uh, the stimulus payments that are going to Texans are going to be to pay for that. So, um, I just, it, you know, it, it just baffles me on things like that. Well, um, I mean, I feel bad for them, but I mean, they just kind of, they get to see what we go through, you know? Like, yeah, but it's so I mean, horrible because they're not equipped to deal with it. Yeah. You know, but it's kind of we kind of go through the same kind of shit when we lose electricity and we get stuck with that the same exact stuff. Yeah, no, it's it is true. Um, it is just uh, obviously unfortunate because you know you think about um, you know how much people pay in taxes and how much they they spend in electricity and things like that, and they expect their state and their representatives to take care of them, and and sadly given another opportunity to to show that they, that they picked the right person in, in the election, and they were shown that they picked the wrong one. So, 
Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the, a uh, couple of the senators down there, and, and you know, may have hopped a plane to another country, uh, while, <laughs> while some others uh, decided to stick around and actually, you know, hand out, you know, food and water to people. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame, but you know. Um, you mean why some of the people <clears throat> from my state decided to send down aid and plows and sanders to help? Yeah, them? yeah, exactly. Uh, why same we thing. Were in the, why we were in the middle of a blizzard? Yeah. See, same uh, same thing with Wisconsin. You know, I mean, we we tried to send what we could as well. Um, obviously, we were also going through the same kind of uh, mm-hmm. you know snowy conditions and everything in that too, but. Um, as as shitty as the politics can get sometimes, uh, generally people's neighbors and communities yeah. are come together in, in situations like this, and you can actually see, um, you know, who actually cares about uh, about people. So <clears throat> always always good to good to have those. Yeah, but you know, we have uh, we got a, got a lot of other things to talk about. Uh, obviously, a, uh, a big shout out to Blind Fury, one of our known fans over over in Texas, uh, as well as the other listeners that we have out there uh, and around the different parts of of the world too. Uh, because you know, while America is going through some issues, there are many issues in other other countries under other countries as well. Um, so yeah, I um, on, on a, a uh, much lighter note, um, I have been trying. For the past, I would say, year and a half to get at least one person in Japan to listen to Reach for the Stardom. And I finally succeeded in that. So I was very happy. We actually nice. had, we actually, it, it showed up in our our reports that I did have one one listener that uh, that decided to take a listen. So. Just one lonely listener? Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, this is one. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm just trying to hop on here again just to see. Um, maybe they told a friend. Maybe. Um, so yeah, so we had uh, um, one person in the uh, the Yamaguchi uh, area. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, I was uh, was very happy with that. Uh, hopefully, I did. <laughs> um, I did your your big promotion over there. Some some good. Some good because it is very it is difficult to get all the nuances and the fact that that you know uh, has been going on for ten years. I don't have all of that history in my head. You know, I, I kind of was spotty here and there. Then for the past two years, I've been really hardcore paying attention to it. So I know the recent stuff, but yeah, a lot of like the history on it. Like I have to. I, I've been trying to watch like videos in my spare time to to learn a little bit more on it. And um, there's just not a lot of podcasts out there uh, that are in English that talk about stardom. So uh, I, I would hope to, that I can give people maybe a little bit, you know, um, uh, of an insight into it. But like I said, I, I, I'm hoping to see that, uh, that one person and, and more people return for, uh, for the next episode, which I'm recording tomorrow. Um, I have it all, all typed up. It was the, the tenth uh, anniversary special, so the episode, the the episode itself, the event itself was a lot longer, uh, and I didn't anticipate that. <laughs> I started a little late in the day on Monday, um, on watching it, and it got to four o'clock, which is a half hour till I go home, 
from work, and I was like, I am only three matches into an eight match event, and that's not good. <laughs> so I was hoping to tell you how long they listen to it, if they listen to the whole episode, or just that they listen to it. Um, sadly, I can't pinpoint exactly that. Um, all, all I all I know is that they listen to enough of it for it to register as a, as a play. So. Um, yeah, I'm not actually able to, unless they go, uh, through Spotify, I'm not able to actually see, um, like how much of an episode they listen to. Spotify though is really good about that, but it'll show you, uh, it'll show you averages. Um, and we, you know, we have a few Spotify listeners, um, but, you know, not, not as many as I'd like, but, you know, I mean, like I said, we gotta, gotta start somewhere, but. We get six uh, percent of our listeners are Spotify listeners, so mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, we continue to have one uh, percent of our listeners be female. So I'm very happy to know that it's it's probably just you, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very I, I am very happy to know that uh, that we do have since it is you know a, a much more um, Male-dominated uh, experience. Like, uh, there, there are more male wrestling fans than female fans. There are female fans out there, and you know. But obviously, that's uh, that's uh, considering what we talk about on this show and everything. That, it's it's always kind of like a, oh, you know, I don't know that people want to listen to us. I don't know that women want to listen. Well, to Well, you know, I have to support you, fools. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I hear you. Gotta hear what you guys are talking about. Sometimes you talk shit about me. I gotta make sure. You know, it's it's all it's all in love and fun. Uh, so, uh, unless you have uh, anything that you wanted to bring up, actually, how's the weather been where you where you are? It's been great, right? Uh, it's been pretty good. Nice. Yeah. 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 Isn't it funny how when it's like. 40, 50 degrees in like November, it's freezing, but then you get to this point in the year and it's 40, 50 degrees and we're like, it's fucking beautiful out. Yeah. Like, it's so funny how it's like that. I was thinking that today. I'm like, it's so funny how we're like opening windows in the car. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh, for sure. You know, I've I've switched to uh, to just a sweatshirt now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And it was like 45 this morning, and I was taking the dog for a walk, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> My son still he's been wearing like sandals the entire winter. Like he hasn't even put boots on. It could mm-hmm. be snowing out, and the kids still wearing sandals. He just, he doesn't care. Nice. There's always, um, there's always that one. There's always that one kid in high school or, or middle school that you'd see that would wear shorts throughout the entire year. Um, yeah, there's, there's always that one kid. Well, you know, he didn't really have to, like, get up and have to get up and get dressed to go to school. He pretty much just goes from, you know, his bed to yeah. the table, you know, <clears throat> To school, you know, he doesn't physically get up and leave the house. So, yeah, I mean, he doesn't even have to put on pants if he doesn't want to. Oh, there you go. As See, long as he has a shirt on, that's pretty much all his teacher worries about. Yeah. See, and, and we were we were going through uh, with my daughter, who's eight, 
um, like what some of the we we went through her closet to look at different pants that she could wear to school because it's always it's always a hassle to try to get her to wear to not wear the same pants two days in a row and things like that. And the 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 phrase that came out of her mouth was, "I'm just into sweatpants right now." That's amazing. That's <laughs> like so amazing. I'm like, you know, I respect that. I do. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, the problem is that like you get three pairs and you go to school five days a week, so we yeah. do have to do something else <laughs> than that. So yeah, yeah. My kid doesn't wear anything but like elastic waist pants, like athletic pants. That's it. Yeah, no you know, jeans, nothing. See, I'm I'm not a jeans guy. I've never been a jeans guy. Um, I I didn't own a pair of jeans for a, a while. Like it was, I, I I wore them quite a bit in like school. But then once I was done with school, it was like all of those just disappeared. And now I don't think I have a single pair. I had one for a while because one of the uh, one of the places I had to work at required them that you wear like jeans. Um. But then, like after I was done working there, I was like, "These are fucking gone." Because I just don't like the way they feel. So I'm a I'm a I'm a khaki guy or a or a, or a workout pants guy. Yeah, his his wardrobe consists of like shorts, athletic pants, and baseball pants. That's pretty much what it in hoodies and t-shirts. Yeah, there you go. And his occasional, you know, baseball jersey because he has to. Yep. Fair enough. All right, so he's he's pretty basic. Uh, you know, that's okay. You don't do 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 what makes you feel good. Yeah, you know? that's right. You do you, buddy. You yep. do you. That's right. Just make sure you brush your teeth, though, homie. All right. Well, that's <laughs> forgets to do that sometimes. All right. Well, let's not put them on blast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got a, we got a podcast to talk about. Oh yeah. Here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, wow. <laughs> energy. We're just bringing that energy. Yeah, someone's excited. Uh, the twats say that the, pan- <laughs> the pandemic is almost over. It is. And then Nikki tries to do the Save by the Bell, I'm so excited line. It's right. God awful, terrible. Really <clears throat> awful. They discuss doing a half the alcohol cocktail. And then they say that they can then drink twice as many of them. And have which, a full cocktail. Which sort of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Kind of. Like, okay, so you do half the alcohol so you can, what, get more calories? I don't get it. I don't know. Which then asks, begs the question, like, how do they get drunk? Yeah. If they're not <laughs> drinking a full drink? I, yeah. So are they acting? Like, what is it? Well, you know. That's that's it wouldn't shock me. Uh, Nikki thinks that people are smart enough and responsible enough to respect the rules and to stay away from uh, crowds if they have symptoms. Are they though? No, no, they're not. And they're responsible enough to stay home. Um, I'm gonna call bullshit on this. Yeah. This is this is that um. That mentality that sadly quite a few Americans have at this point, and and of, and of course these two have it, where they think, oh, it's no big deal now. Like, oh, things are opening back up, and like they're relaxing the rules a little bit. So that means that I can just like walk around without a mask on. It's like no, and they have already said like you should never walk around without a mask on because you might 
be asymptomatic. You might not have symptoms. So you might just be spreading it around, just be, even though you're like, I don't feel, I feel fine, you know? Um, and that's the issue, is you got you have people who are like these two, who think that they are, are just entitled to, you know, be able to walk around and, and spread a fucking, you know, a virus that has killed a lot of people. And, and that's where the spikes are going to come in, I think, is, you know, yes, the vaccine is out there, um, but it's in sh- such a short supply right now um, that people are, they're going to be going out because they're opening things up. Um, and one, because it is turning into spring and it's going to be allergy season. People are going to be mistaking their symptoms for allergies and not Mm -hmm. taking their symptoms seriously and not getting tested. Um, You know, I see it every day. Uh, People saying, Oh, it's just my allergies. It's just um, a sinus infection. It's just a normal cough that I get at the same time every year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just my asthma. Um, Most of the time it's just not, what they say it is, you know, mm-hmm. and because we can't physically see them and we make them get a test before they even step foot into the office. And then 95% of the time, those COVID tests come back positive, mm-hmm. you know, so people aren't going to take this stuff seriously because it's not because they're going to think, yeah, it's just allergies. Well, and you I'll, know? I'll tell you exactly where you're going to see the first spike. And that is sadly, Texas. Because yeah. they have they have now decided to completely open everything up. Yeah. The Texas Rangers baseball team has decided that they're going to have start opening day with 100% capacity. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like you're gonna you're gonna tell me that the stranger sitting next to you because if you're opening at 100% capacity, it's not pods anymore. It's your you're back to sitting around a bunch of strangers. You're gonna tell me that those people are never gonna take their mask off next to you to eat or drink. Oh yeah, it's They're a baseball game. Their hot dog, drinking their beer, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, and and that's the problem. It's like you're you're going to see it happen. You're going to see this huge fucking spike, and then they're going to either have to turn around and be like, it, "We're shutting everything down again," yep. or they're going to just be like, "Oh well, you know, you got to break a couple eggs to make a make a fucking omelet." Like that's the sad part. Is it's it's like okay, well, all right, like the the. Again, the people making those decisions are the ones that are like quarantine, quarantining away from people and not actually being at these events, and, and so they're not at risk. But they're just like, well, we're going to open everything up, but because you know, I, I, I couldn't afford to, uh, to put a satellite dish on my my third yacht because uh, my businesses are taking a little bit of a hit. So, yeah. But anyways, yeah. and Nikki then word barfs about Artem dancing. Um. And then they bring and being away, which she complained about him being gone with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, like he's away in Iowa or wherever the fuck he was. Yeah. But he was in L.A. and it was awful and yeah. so hard. And I was by myself, taking care of my son all by myself. Shoot, but she wasn't, as we know. Right. <laughs> she was not taking care of her son all by herself. She has said there's been many people that have that have helped out, including that one fucking racist chick. Right. Uh, they bring up Nicole and Breezy's tearless line as a way to discuss how apparently some people who also have eye problems prefer to have the the tearless versions of 
shampoo and stuff like that. You mean they're well, it's when their mom had to wash her half shaved head in the sink after her surgery. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I just wanted to see this again. Um, tearless shampoo. That's right. Oh, that's right. I do remember watching, looking at this again. Okay. So, you know, it is, it is free of a bunch of stuff. That is true. Um, So it is a 10-ounce bottle of shampoo, okay? And it is $10. Um, let me see what other ones are out there. Um, um, guess there's probably like a Burt's Bees one, right? I'm sure, but I just want to look. Um Yeah, so, oh, that's a, that's for puppies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I believe they do have, like, a pet one, too, don't they? Like, a pet shampoo? I think so, yeah. Um, well, anyways, like, natural shampoo is going to be tearless, or what they consider it to be, you know? Um, so here is... A 12-ounce bottle of shampoo for $4.50. That does the same thing. So you can no, get 10 ounces it, for $10, yeah. or you can get a... Here's a 12-ounce bottle of tearless shampoo for $4.50. So it's a bigger bottle and, and less expensive. Yes. It's like, yeah. Here's Suave's sulfate-free. Well, Suave is awful, so don't even consider buying Suave. Okay. That swab is terrible. Don't ever buy that. See, I mean, we use uh, native shampoo and conditioner, so because it's all natural, sulfate free, and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Don't ever, don't ever use swab ever. That um, or Pantene, like, don't ever use that shit. So you can. So the the shampoo that I get, uh, you get as Target, Target, um. And uh, so it is a 16.5 fluid ounce bottle. Uh, it is a lovely coconut and vanilla smell. Uh, haven't had any issues with it. Eight ninety nine. I use one. It's it's called Cake, A K E, and it's I believe like eight dollars at Walgreens. You should not be spending a dollar an ounce of shampoo. You shouldn't. But it's like, it's a big bottle that I get. It's like a bigger right. bottle. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Do not buy this fucking overpriced bullshit with their, their little tiny bottle. Like, you're going to, you're going to get what, like, if you've got a lot of hair, if you've got thick hair, you're going to get what, like, four, four showers out of a bottle, of a $10 bottle of fucking 10-ounce shampoo? Yeah. No, get go to get fucking native. Get something else. Don't buy that shit. And then, of course, we talk about tired sex. Like, who cares? Yes. First of all, like anybody who has kids has has had sex while they're a little tired. You you just got to make time for it. And she says people who you know 
have babies or people who have been married, you know, they, they want, they probably can relate and, and, and they probably, you know, don't mind hearing about it. No, actually I do mind hearing about it. I don't care about what's happening in your house. Oh, and then we get real in depth because Bree says she's down for any position. And Nikki says missionary is her favorite, which again, we covered last week that Nikki is, is, Clearly boring in bed, right? I think we've covered this a few times. Yes. Over the last couple episodes. Yeah. Also, any position means an a- means anal. So, you know, <laughs> to say. Uh, Nikki then calls Artem a sex toy, which again... Again. Which again, like, it, it just seems like she is boring in bed yep. and doesn't, doesn't care if Artem gets off. And it's just like, no, you just pound me. And then I'll get off, and then you'll just, like, get out of me. Yeah. And then Bree turns into a Karen by talking about the fact that porno is very easy to get a hold of. And, like, it's it's super easy to go online and, and look up porno. You have no idea how pissed... I was getting during this whole conversation about like cell phones and kids. And I was like, you have no fucking clue lady. And then she brought up like middle schoolers and I was like, that's it. Okay. Slap again. So like she's talking as if like Mateo's Googling big mommy Melkies or something. That's like, he's a (laughs) seven months old. And like, yeah, yeah, like they're discussing like cell phones. It's like your children are babies. He's never going to have a cell phone. He's never going to go online. He's never going to do this. Um, Yes, he will. Okay. Yes, he will. You say that. There's going to be one day you're going to be sitting somewhere and he's going to be annoying you and you're going to be like, shut the fuck up. Here's my phone. Here's Teletubbies or watch something. Here you go. Here, here's the other other side of this. Like, good. Kids should look at porno. They should question things like that. They should not feel ashamed to look at things like that. That's why, that's why our fucking planet is so fucked up already is because, like, you, so many people try to make it seem like it's like this terrible thing. It's like, you had kids, so you let someone jizz in you once, or you or you let a doctor throw some jizz in you. So yeah, like let let children learn, you know. Be a parent. Take the time to talk with them about things, you know. But yeah, like is as as long as it's as long as they are just like googling things that are legal. And it's not like they're, like, swapping fucking, like, sex selfies with, well, they're like, 13-year-olds and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's, that's, where as a parent, you talk to your, you know, your kids and be like, yo, don't, don't send out dick pics. You're 14. Like, that's illegal. <clears throat> but be a parent. Don't sit there, and like, like, this fear-mongering stuff of, like, oh, my God, like, like, you know how easy it is to, like, well, first of all, as a parent, you can put parental controls onto the onto a cell phone or internet or things like that. 
again, I know it's, it's hard to take matters into your own hands because you think everyone should do things for you instead of being a parent, but also like, uh, having a, a inquisitive mind about sex and sexuality is 100% normal mm-hmm. and should be embraced because if you, if you don't make your kids feel like sex is like this dirty thing and like you shouldn't talk about it, they're not going to make as many mistakes as other people have. You know, it's when you sit there and like, again, it's a, it's a classic thing. A, a, a buddy of mine, I would I, I would see it as we grew up. It was like every time like his, his uh, parents like forbade him to do something like he'd want to do it more, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, it's, when you sit there and you remove the stigma and you remove the the questions on things, then like kids aren't going to go out there as much and make the mistakes that happen. You know, they're going to, if, if, as long as they're educated, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I might have sex, but I'm also educated enough because my parents sat down and talked to me about it, that I'm going to go and get a condom (laughs) and, you know, not, not make a huge fucking mistake, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, I know it's it's a novel contest to actually uh, concept to be a parent. You know, it's oh, believe my son always has plenty of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, your children are babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know your your child is it's it's definitely at an age that you know that yeah he's he's gonna have questions and you have answers for him. Uh, my children are not quite there. Um, my oldest is eight, so she is nearing that, uh, that, that yeah. part. And, and she definitely has had some questions, but not, not too many. But again, we have always been like, don't, don't feel scared about it. Just ask us. We'll tell you, we'll, you know, we'll explain it to you the best we can. Like, Absolutely. you know, <laughs> but yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you just don't, you know, obviously, you know, Kids, kids are going to hear about like sex and different like sex terms and stuff like that just from being out there. You know, I mean, you know, the fucking meme about white ass pussy right now. It's like, yeah, like kids know about that shit. You know? <laughs> um, and but yeah, you know, it's it's waffles one of pancakes, waffles and pancakes. Yeah, but it's one of those things where, like I said, it's like, well, I mean, I there was there was so much shit like at school and stuff like that, that I would just overhear. And I, I wouldn't know all of it, obviously, yeah. you know, and even some of the things that, um, you, you would, you would learn a couple of years later, you'd be like, Oh wow. Like my, my buddy in school was completely out of his fucking mind. He didn't re- like he completely fucking told me the wrong thing on what this meant, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Like kids are going to be kids as long as you educate them. They're not going to, that you hope that they're not going to make mistakes, but they're people, people make mistakes, you know, and you just, you're just there for them to try to help them. You know, that's part of being a parent. I know. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. I completely agree. Yeah. But yeah, again, you know, she's all about honesty Mm -hmm. with, with Jackson and being open with him. And he constantly, Mom, can I ask you a question? Mom, can I ask you a question? Mom, can I ask you a question? Especially a lot after, you know, unfortunately, Jackson 
has grown up where he's always listened to these podcasts because he's no idea what you're talking about so much. <laughs> and you know, he's heard a lot of interesting, colorful things from uncle Troy. Um, so he does have a lot of questions sometimes, but of course, you know, I don't want to say we're bad parents, you know, but it's stuff that's a part of, you know, Jason listens to it. You know, I, I don't, yeah. I listen to it, but Jason more so has listened to it, which is where he first started, you know, hearing mm-hmm. it without yeah. realizing it was on, you know, and I don't think it was so much. We knew he was paying attention to it yeah, um, in the car. Um, so, of course, once things started being said, he was like, oh, well, what's this? Yeah. What does that mean? Mom, what's what a dick waffle? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so so now more, you know, as things are being said, you know, he's asking a lot more. Well, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so we're starting to explain a lot more stuff to him now, um, which is interesting. But, you know, it's stuff that, you know, some of it's more like, well, that's a kind of a foul way of saying it. But, you know, what it actually means is. Yeah. So, Troy's so being dirty when he says it that way, but that's right, what yeah. it actually means. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, that at some point in time tomorrow, he's going to come to me and be like, mom, what's a reach around? <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> Ask daddy jacks. <Jackson>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> So where were we again? <laughs> well, so so Bree is amazed that you can tell that someone is smiling just by looking at their eyes. She was a model, right? I don't know. Like she was <laughs> she has done modeling pictures. Like that's like modeling one said. it's like modeling one oh one is to smile with your eyes. Like <laughs> she's like like oh my god, like like Buddy is just like looks at me and realizes that I'm smiling even though I'm wearing a mask. It's like, yeah, idiot, because <laughs> you could tell facial expressions even if you if you, your mouth is covered, you fucking moron. Uh, but Buddy cries because because I say a lot of shit under my mask. I hope not. Well, that's why you got to make sure that you smile with your eyes while you're calling someone a cunt. <laughs> like, I'm a great day, cunt. <laughs> Uh, but no, Buddy cries whenever people don't wear masks around him, which I'm assuming is just because he can feel the death on their breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we continue our children talk to yet again learn that Birdie is antisocial because we've established she's a future serial killer. Uh, and she won't send Birdie to school, wait for it, because she doesn't think that her almost four-year-old would understand that you have to wear a mask. Really? So, as as has been established on here, I have a three-year-old. She gladly wears her mask outside. We went for a walk with the dog, and she's like, I need to grab my mask. And I was like, you don't, because we're not going to see anybody, but okay, go ahead. And she wore a mask the entire time we went on a walk. Didn't even have to. Well, that's because you are you have shown her the proper way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Plus, uh, I made sure that I got her a mask that has a bunch of Disney princesses on it and has her name written on the front of it. 
So it's something that she wants to wear because it's cool. It's I got to get my princess mask, you know, because that's that's just stuff that you do to help help them along a little bit. Because it's like, yeah, they're not gonna want to wear a plain fucking mask, but you throw you slap some fucking cartoon characters on it, and they're gonna be like, this is sweet. My daughter goes to school. She wears a mask the entire time. She's got fucking Pokemon all over it and her name written on the front of it. Well, plus she also thinks that she's smart enough to teach her daughter because she's four. Yeah, as we've established, Birdie is smarter than her mother. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki then talks about wanting to have another child. After she complained the whole time about having the one that she has. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but she does say that she wants to have one last run in WWE. Look, we don't want you in WWE again. No. No, we don't. Yeah. No. We should take a vote. Can we put up a poll or something? So uh, something that we didn't didn't mention, um, but they have they have announced that they are doing uh, on Peacock. They are going oh. to they are going to have a virtual Hall of Fame ceremony, and they are doing last year's class and this year's class. Stop so it. yes, so the Bellas are actually going to be able to do via. Skype, uh, a a speech. But the good thing is, is that they, or at least what it sounds like, is that they will not be present at WrestleMania, so we don't have to do that stupid, like let's let's waltz all the fucking Hall of Famers out here so they can get their moment on the stage. Like no, so they are finally getting their like ability to do a speech and be inducted. But again, they're not in front of a crowd. They're not live. They're going to be via Skype. Do you think they'll thank us? <sighs> I I guess you'd have to tell me that because I'm not going to watch it. Um, I don't watch the Hall of Famer ever. Jason normally watches it. I'm usually in the room, but yeah. I'm not really paying attention. There you go. So I'll probably be in my TikTok hole. There you go. He'll have to. Uh, um, I mean, he'll probably be in yours later, anyways. Uh, but he. He'll have to give us the rundown <laughs> on what they say. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, though. So Nikki talks about she wants to have another kid. She wants another run in WWE. Here's the problem. She's not cleared to return. Right. And Brie straight up asks her. She's like, what's going on with your neck? And she's like, well, I haven't been cleared. But I'm going to grow uh, some bones. So, yes, so her plan is she's working with a new doctor, and she thinks that she'll be able to recover enough to return to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. You look at somebody like Edge, who was able to come back. You look at somebody like Christian, who was able to come back. But again, different injuries. And you have Paige, who has a very similar injury to Nikki, who still is not cleared. And probably will never be. But she did mention, you know, a part of, you know, why she, like, retired was kind of, you know, had to do a lot with, you know, the breakup. And Mm -hmm. that had a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. She was depressed. Yeah. I mean, you know, but what would you be if, you know, you decided to fucking leave you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the only man she ever loved. The only man she ever loved. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah, so she put it on her vision board that the doctors are going to clear her because she's going to grow new bones. Apparently, she thinks that Harry Potter is a real, like, documentary. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't just grow bones back. <laughs> no. Um, nope. Yeah. So, Bree says that, well, Mateo is seven months old, so Nikki can get pregnant again. Because, yeah, you want to have a second child when your first one is a year and a half. That's great. Now, I know that there are people out there who have done that, who have had their kids very close to each other. Um, I did not. We had five years between our two kids for the very reason that they, as they kind of say, is like, you don't want them both in diapers at the same time, because that sucks. Like, But also, yeah, like you kind of want the older one to be able to help you a little bit and take care of the younger one sometimes. You know? But but hey, you know what? Perfect time to get fucking knocked up again because then you have another kid that she won't watch. But Nikki says if she's going to get back to wrestling, she needs to be able to quote unquote afford a personal trainer and a nutritionist. Oh, and don't forget that lady to come help her sleep train her babies. Yes, that's true. And then we get one last. Uh, last little little jab as Nikki and Bree say that they're happy that the country is finally opening back up and that Disneyland is open. Yes, Bertie's birthday. Yes. <sighs> the toss and pimp eating nuts. That's it. And we go to dear tots. Nikki from Miami calls the tots humble. Mm. Right. As. <sighs> No, there, I could not believe how quickly I turned on this chick, having known <laughs> nothing about her. The second she said, you guys are both so humble, I was like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing about them. Yep. Do you listen to the podcast? Do you That's know right. it at all? But she is taking a trip to Napa, and she asks for recommendations on where to visit. When she goes to Napa. Which means she's a fangirl and she wants to stalk them and try to find them. Yes. So I Where do you hang out? Right. So I, I took the liberty if you if you if you lay out for a little bit and, and, and let me go. I took down exactly every recommendation that they said. You did. I did, yes. So right. if you were if you were going to visit Napa first, they do mention that they want to write a book about all the places you can go in Napa, as if there isn't already 6,000 books that do the exact same thing. But, they say, uh, you should visit Farting Venti, or go to Churnbowl. Uh, Nikki says you should go to Denny Can Fuego and drink some Oprah champagne there. Uh, you should go to Cokeville and buy oil and salt. You should go to Yelpville and eat some butternut chicken and go to Our Taste. Uh, make sure to go to Bistro Green Tea and visit Mori Povich Sushi. Uh, <laughs> then Bree says you should go to Don Vito's and Mustard Grows. Uh, you should go to Cheddar Smoke, Long Dong Ranch. Uh, you should get some whiskey there. They do whiskey tastings there. Uh, Deb, Deb Ditto will get you drunk, uh, and you can go into her wine cave, which sounds like a euphemism. 
Uh, if you go to Sriracha's, they have Nazi paraphernalia there. Uh, and she says, don't forget to also go to Kikdo, because people love that. Also, uh, ride a bike. Oh, and go to Poonfly uh, in Somalia. Uh, Morningwood got burned down, but you can still go there. Uh, and there is, uh, uh, after all of that, go to the go to the family farm that they bought and, and force them to slap the name on, too. Because maybe you'll be able to get some of their their uh, uh, their wine there. Maybe. Maybe. If they still sell it. They didn't seem to they didn't seem to know if they still sold the wine or not. No, they didn't know if it was sold out. Uh, yeah. that, sell, that shit sells out quick. Yeah. So yeah. Go Fine to all of those days. places. Yep. Uh and then they bring up how the Bella Army are the reason that that small family farms they had on a couple weeks ago got their tasting licenses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's all their doing. Nobody else's. Nope. And then Bree says, yeah, Bree says they should start their own van service to drive drunk people around to different vineyards because I'm sure they don't already also have that done in Napa Valley. Right? All of their ideas are like, we should, we should invent like a box that you put food in and it like reheats it for you. Yeah, we should do that. All of their ideas sound like too high people Pitching ideas that already exist to each other. Yeah. It's like, we should, we should write a book that tells you, like, what different places you can go and visit when you go someplace. Oh, you mean, like, every fucking city everywhere has. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what we should do? We should write a book about, uh, about our lives and then let WWE remove a bunch of things from it and let John Cena move. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> and then let you know remove a bunch of things from it uh and then we should put it out there and then have people read it and then they can all realize that we're like vapid cunts and nobody likes us that's great that's, good. that's, good. that's a good idea good idea um that's right i haven't uh haven't checked out the uh ratings on incomparable <laughs> uh <laughs> first of all first of all the audiobook version is now free. Uh, so if you want to get on that, it is free with your Audible trial. Um, you can buy the book for now just 12 bucks. Oh. Actually, you can buy there's 55 used hard copies of it for $2.73. Nice. So it appears as though that's a, it's a, you know, going down a little bit in price. Uh, so let's see if there's any new any new one star ratings. Um, I'm gonna try to find something in 2021, but they might not. Don't you know people don't write reviews about a product arriving damaged? That is not helpful. <laughs> Idiots. Let's see. It doesn't look like there's any. They have. They haven't had. Okay, here's anyone. Boring. Still haven't finished it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this one was from December. While the chapters about Baron history with their dad are raw, real, and honest, it was about the only thing worth reading in this tale. Nikki refusing to show the wrestling fans who made her any respect was shameful too. She didn't say a single bad thing about Jesus Christ. She didn't say a single bad thing about. You know, 
<laughs> so give him the respect of using his name and not your ex. That was silly. He's a tremendous human being. At least give the guy his name. Well, we don't even give his name, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, also, she talks about being a se- being sexually abused as a teenager twice, which is truly awful, and I'm praising you for doing that and opening up. However, she then spends chapters going on and on about how much she loves having sex with multiple men and being dominated. I thought yes. that was a bit off-color. <laughs> Brie was obnoxious as usual, talking about how she is a badass, and Nikki had to pull her off people. Please just stop. The two of them do not combine to have a shred of wrestling ability that you could that you would get out of 90% of the NXT roster. It really was a shame. They barely mentioned JJ or their niece, and they paint themselves as victims their entire adult life. Brie talks about how she didn't commit to Brian because she wanted to sleep around as much as possible, and then Nikki complains how Dolph Ziggler cheated on her. These two make no sense and have gotten this far on looks. Sorry, but it's true. Poor Reed. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you, sir, madam. That is great. This is why I love reading reviews. It's like that person's friends with us. And all right, maybe that's maybe that's one of our, our listeners. Maybe they couldn't w- they couldn't wait for the end of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are just like, eh. so. All right, <clears throat> it's time for Bella Brains, and Bree starts. And Brian asks, how many times does Nikki Google herself a day? Greg. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, the real first question, like, they must have, like, looked out and been like, hey, Brian's here. Hey, Brian, come on over and do Bella Brains with us. Because he clearly had not put any thought into it whatsoever. No, and I'm pretty sure he asked that question before. Okay, yeah. So uh, what's the natural force that powers sailboats? I think he definitely asked that before because I, I remember it. Yeah. So Bree says the wind, which I was surprised that she got it that quickly. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, what does a cobbler make? And her response is dessert. And then she says shoes. More on that in a little bit. Yep. And then the last, <laughs> the last question is, what force holds things to planet Earth? And Bree says, may the force be with you. Then says gravity. It was really a softball fucking Bella Brains this week. Yeah. So first he's like, oh, I think that's the first time that you've ever answered all of them correctly in the first try. And then she actually reminded him, like, no, I, I said dessert. He's like, oh, right, you're an idiot. That's right. Yep. Uh, so it's Nikki's turn. Nikki says she, uh, she doesn't Google herself, and then explains exactly how you would go about Googling yourself. Yeah, she knows. She went into detail. She's like, well, I mean, you would just, like, look, like, type in your name, and then you would go over to, like, news, and you would just kind of look at it. It's like, so you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She she does know that uh, wind is what powers sailboats, because, of course, she does. And then her, her answer for what a cobbler is, first is a baker. And then a person who picks eggs from chickens. She's so stupid. <laughs> and then a metal worker. I'm pretty sure they're called a metal worker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then she's, of course, like, well, how the fuck did you know 
what a cobbler was, Bree. And Bree says, remember the cobbler guy who made shoes and then makes cookies? You know, the elves. She's like, you know, the, 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 the cobbler elves. And he's like, are you talking about the Keebler elves? She's like, yeah. And he's like, Keebler elves never made shoes. Like, they made, they strictly made cookies. <laughs> she somehow thought that the Keebler elves were either A, called cobbler elves, or two, she gave them a backstory that they originally made shoes and then started making cookies because I guess it was more lucrative. And that was how she got that cobbler makes shoes. Hey, this is like she got the answer correct. It doesn't matter <laughs> how you get there as long as you get there. <laughs> oh my god, this is like this is like somebody like sitting there and be like, you know, I'm I'm kind of hungry. I should go make myself something to eat, and then like walking past a loaf of bread and going out and like harvesting wheat and crushing <laughs> it up and, and making bread and making bread. <laughs> oh my God. So N- Nikki does get gravity, but of course Bree does win thanks to her somehow her <laughs> mentally <laughs> challenged brain figured it out. <laughs> oh my God. I had a I once she said the the little guys making shoes, I was like, Oh my god, I think she's I think she thinks that the fucking Keebler elves make shoes. That yeah, I thought I was the same thing. Oh my god. I just I just couldn't. I was like I was, I was like stunned at first when she actually answered the question or I was like, Holy fuck, I can't believe she knows that. The only thing I was I'm like I was like, there's gotta be like a fucking cartoon or something. That that she had to lift that from like somebody like Geppetto was like a car was a cobbler or something like I, that was what I think I'm like I was like it, it can't be that she just knows that it's like it's got to be something it's like no she literally just mis- <laughs> misunderstood a, a brand name and that's how she got that a cobbler makes shoes hey it worked good for her I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh just idiot all right well you know what time it is i do butterfly in the sky come on i can go twice as high let's get it on take a look in a book my reading rainbow i can't go anywhere suck my dick there's another question for mommy tomorrow this may be the last the last of it right uh, potentially, depending on, on how much I want to read. Because, yeah, we are we are less than ten pages away. So we'll, we'll see how far I get before uh, I start tightening a new ceramic. Bree. It's funny because in our first meeting, pitching the concept, Nicole immediately told them that we want to make products from fabrics that are good for our vaginas. Because remember, we are still talking about their their birdie bee line now. Oh. Yeah, remember the, the book is ending with them pimping their, oh, yes. their shitty companies. Yes. So yes, so they need fabrics that are good for their vaginas. Yes. I was trying not to laugh. I think she said vagina 20 times in that first meeting. 
I could tell that they wanted to react with, wow, you're saying the word vagina. They had a barely perceptible reaction every time she said it. Because they're because, because it's like listening to like a, a person with Tourette's talk to you. Like you're just kinda like, okay. I understand that you can't help yourself. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they could care less that you said vagina. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they make clothes. They're probably used to hearing things about vaginas. But that was exactly the point. We think that the word vagina shouldn't make people blush. No woman should be embarrassed to say it. We've always felt that way. We've all come out of them. Let's get used to talking about them. This is another one of those like those things that they perceive to be an issue that's not really an issue. Nobody has I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. Most people do not have an issue saying the word vagina. Like, our, our show is fucking named after a euphemism for it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I have, I have two daughters. Like, we have, have made it a, a regular point to use the, the technical terms for body parts in order to make sure that they're not running around. I mean, let's not, let's not. I'm not, I'm not saying we have never used a different terminology for it and it has come out of our daughter's mouth, but it's definitely, I mean, nothing bad, <laughs> but you know, and sometimes you have different words for it. Anyways, um, America does a good job of making sex and pleasure a bad, shameful thing. No, it doesn't. You do, if you're fucking a sheltered bitch like they are, but no, like a lot of America like sex sells, so particularly for young girls. You don't really hear the same condemnation for young boys who might be exploring their penises and pleasure and having wet dreams. But there is a lot of shame put on girls for doing exactly the same thing. Girls are not allowed to be into sexual pleasure. It, it is always portrayed as something illicit, deeply private, and dirty. I mean, again, only if you're raised in, like, strict Catholic households and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The majority of, of people nowadays are being raised by kid, by people like us who are just like, yeah, we're not going to do that shit anymore. We're not going to pretend that it's yeah. like this fucking term. Like, no, there has yeah. been, there has been a groundswell of support of like, I mean, for the longest time you, you couldn't show a woman having an orgasm on, on TV or in a movie. And that has gone way out the window now where it's like, yeah, most of them are just like, yeah, of course, you know, we're going to, we're going to show the woman getting off. Cause that's the point, you know? Yeah, like uh, anybody who has like people like us as parents are lucky. Yeah, because yeah. we're pro- probably the coolest parents anybody could get. Very true. Yeah, again, you know? like that's yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, plus watching a girl, you know, get off. No, Because of that, women aren't taught from a young age that it can be beautiful and empowering, that is natural and important. Instead, being sexy is about subject, subjection or sluttiness or a guy's pleasure. We need to change that. Like, start by not fucking pretending that it's still like this rampant issue and just look at, just make that be the thing that's like, no, 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 that's, that's the, the, uh, the bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. the people that act like that, those are the ones that are the weird ones, you know? Instead, they're just, just like, ah, oh, well, you know. But, I mean, we just had a conversation about it on the fucking podcast, where she clearly still thinks that, like, like, oh, they're gonna, like, they they can look at porn when they're four. It's like, first of all, they're not gonna understand what the fuck that is. They're just gonna be like, that's a weird thing going on there. 
Um, da, 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 da. When Nicole and I were first dreaming up our brand, we decided that we wanted something that truly represented us. Being a hippie, I didn't want to make anything that was unnecessary, which is how we settled on essentials and lingerie. Everyone needs underwear. Well, everyone needs... Not, first of all, no, not everyone needs underwear. Second of all... Did hippies even wear underwear? No, typically not. That's what I'm saying, is like, uh, not every woman... wear bras or underwear. No, not every woman needs a bra, and and a lot of them don't want to wear bras. Right. Uh, and yeah, uh, underwear, if you're going to be doing certain activities, is, is good to, you know, hook away sweat. But again, like, book a free ball, it's fine, you know, or free clam it. Jam out with your clam out, it's fine. That's right. Um, with your cock out. Yeah, and again, like, lingerie is also not essential. Right. No. Yeah. And we wanted to put inspirational sayings and people's voices on shirts in order to feel this collective movement of positivity that's happened all around us. All right, so you've seen their clothes. Uh, I was just on their website, and I didn't see anything that had a fucking... Inspirational uh, saying, right? Yeah. I was say you've seen their clothes. Have you ever seen anything inspirational? Yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to uh, to Birdie B the website and let's see what they got on here again. Uh, so this one says this girl can, which is okay, sure. That doesn't um, sound inspirational. I mean, it's it really. the beginning of a sentence. Babes unite. That's that's inspirational, right? Um, that's just a T-shirt with nothing written on it. That's a bunch of lingerie. That's a bunch of lingerie. That one says Bella Army. I don't know how that's inspirational. That and one is just only, the. They only have those in extra smalls, right? Yeah, these are a bunch of shirts that just say Birdie Bee on it. So this one says Pride. At least that's something. But it does have the Birdie Bee logo as the eye. Which is still kind of like, all right, yeah. This one says Bella, Bella, Bella. I don't know that that's inspirational. This one says Commander. Okay, I guess. Uh, Dear Santa, I can explain. It's inspirational. This one says Empowered. This one says Fight for Her. Good Karma. Holy Chic. Very inspirational. What the fuck does that say? Well, this one... I can't zoom in to see what the fuck it says on the front of it. It's a, a sports bra. What does it say? Uh, honor the space between no longer and not yet. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what Jetiama means. It's French, I think. But that's something that's written on their tank top. Let love rule. Limitless. These ones just say love. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is that? B positive, but B is spelled B-E-E. It says no labels. And ironically, it has a label on it. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's just garbage. All right. Um, we have a platform, and we wanted to walk the walk. We want to build actual products to represent what we're trying to create in the world. When we were researching fabrics for the Intimates line, we were shocked by how many toxic chemicals are in most materials. These are fabrics that you wear close to your body, against your vagina in many cases. We insisted on doing premium fabrics that were free from toxic dyes and chemicals until we could get the line to a place where we could affordably source fabrics that were 100% organic. So they clearly still haven't gotten to that point. No. And that's when we had to part ways with Damon John. Okay. We had met Damon when the Super Bowl was in Phoenix and had fanned out on him hard because we both loved Shark Tank. Who the fuck is Damon John? Oh, he is one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Okay, I don't watch that shit, so. Oh, well. Uh, we told him. For you. Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, I know Mark Cuban's on it. That's all I know. And like Howie Mandela, maybe? Um, no? I think he's been on there, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, we told him we wanted to start a company, and he thought we had the chops. But we ultimately had a different vision. Damon is an awesome guy and an incredible businessman, but he felt very strongly that we needed to do licensing deals and that higher quality fabrics were out of our reach, that they were just too expensive. I had to keep reminding him that I'm a hippie and that I don't want to make something solely to slap my name on it. Plus, remember how we react when someone tells us that, that something can't be done? We react by charging people $40 for a t-shirt. Yes, we do. So, she is a Why don't you hippie. Google his net worth and her net worth and see who makes more money? Well, I don't need to because I already know who makes more money. Which um, is not her. Yeah. So you can buy like yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, okay, so if you if you're a hippie, you typically don't aren't gonna spend fucking forty to fifty dollars on fucking clothing or anything like that. Don't hippies wear like hemp? Yeah, like Pat. to wear? Yeah, I mean, if you go to Patagonia, like they've got all hemp clothing, but it's it's pretty expensive. You know, it's like fucking thirty eight dollars for a t shirt made of all hemp and stuff like that. Now, if you want to go that route, awesome. But if you can also just buy a hundred percent cotton t shirt. For like three bucks, <laughs> you know, like this. This isn't a fucking all natural organic. Like it's just one hundred percent cotton. It's it's one hundred percent cotton. Like I'm fucking probably wearing a t-shirt that's one hundred percent cotton, and it and it only costs they me want twenty it bucks. To be nice to the vagina. Um, you know, there are plenty of clothing out there that are nice to the vagina, uh, or just don't wear. Do clothing. you have a vagina? How do I you don't. Know? Uh, I have three vaginas in this house, <laughs> so. Um, doesn't make you an expert. It doesn't. It just, but uh, but I, I I listen. Once we were on our own, Nicole went to meet with intimate designers all over Los Angeles. Meanwhile, I started to drive from factory to factory, learning all that I could about how material is made. Every factory has twenty minutes away from the next. And I was newly pregnant and peeing constantly, which means I spent most of the day learning all the locations of Starbucks bathrooms. <sighs> Nicole had an educational day, too. 
particularly when she asked the lingerie designer if she could turn around the collection the following week. As you've learned, doing things right takes much longer than that. She literally thought that they would be able to produce an entire clothing line in a week. A week. Well, you know, she thinks she's a diva. Yeah. I like the fact that, uh, so this guy, Damon, is like, look, if you want, like, 100% cotton clothing, that's fine. Uh-huh. But your, pr- your price point is going to be, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 we want more than that. And he was like, okay, well, like, buying or getting a bunch of high-quality fabrics, like, again, they don't make things out of high-quality fabrics. <laughs> That's the thing, is, like, this Birdie Bee shit is made from fucking polyester and shit like that. It's not a high-quality fabric. Here you go. We got, again, we're going to go back to this again. Here's a tank top. Right? It is. is it? Ultra Lux Jersey. What is Ultra Lux Jersey? Um, it's just like knockoff stretch pants, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> but here you can buy a t shirt made out of the same material for $3. And this is nine dollars and fifty cents for a tank top. Um, here, this is this is the uh, the be fearless thong, which is going right on the vagina, right? It is nylon and spandex. Nylon mm-hmm. is a generic. Designation for a family of synthetic polymers composed of polyamides. Nylon is a thermoplastic, silky material that can be melt-processed into fibers, films, or, or shapes. That's going straight on your vag. But apparently, apparently that is really good material, right? Oh. That is really good on the vag, is to throw nylon and spandex on it. So, for how much? Uh, well, it's fourteen dollars for a thong. For one thong? For one. Uh, so one hundred percent cotton. Um. Uh. I can get a pack of six at Walmart for twenty four ninety nine. Interesting. Um, natural clothing. In a bunch of different colors. Mm-hmm. Winter colors, I can get white, pastels, I can get bright colors, I can get nudes, whatever my, whatever my black, I can, just mm-hmm. all white, whatever my mood. So, let me look at... What is this? A blue canoe, which also sounds like a euphemism. Blue canoe. Yeah. Um, so they are a, a place that does organic, like 100% organically grown cotton. Like this is the shit that's like fucking mixed with bamboo and shit like that. Like this is this is what they strive to be, right? 
it's here. It already exists. Now, mind you, it's like $40 for a pair of panties because it's it's claims to be 100% natural and all that, that, that shit. But, that's, but this company can do it. So why can't Birdie Bee do it? Like, yeah. You can get this fucking bralette and this thong, but it's going to be nylon and elastane. The kid, like, it's just fucking straight lying in their own book. Yeah. In the end, I'm grateful to Damon John because our parting ways made me get off my ass and go experience everything firsthand. We end up touching the whole process, taking control of our product, and getting to know every nook and cranny of the business, including the ins and outs of the factories. We need to understand how it all has to come together in order to make the thing you want. Business business can be intimidating, particularly for two women who have ne- who never went to a four-year college and have a far from typical career trajectory. But it has been really empowering to force ourselves to learn things, to not be intimidated by all that we don't know. And the reality is, like with most things, it's far less complicated than people want you to believe. It's primarily about following your gut. We had already spent a year developing the line, and in the course of a few days we realized that we had to start over. We needed to redesign the products to feel more like us, and we needed to source better fabrics. But it's been worth it. It was a blessing in disguise. So we went to a factory, and they showed us, this is all the chemicals that we put into McNylon. And this is this is what's going to come out at the end. And they're like, sold! That's what exactly what our vision is. Oh, stop it, really? Yeah, you know. We still have a lot to learn. Yeah, clearly. You don't realize what fucking organic really is. Um, it has been challenging to try to run a company while wrestling for WWE and filming two TV shows. If we had to do it over, I would insist on controlling every part of the process, even if it took us longer to launch. There are a lot of things that need to line up exactly right. At the beginning, it's key to make it as close to your vision as possible so that the people who work for you understand what you want and can then rinse and repeat. But it's also hard and expensive to fix things after the fact. Because we're going for higher quality materials, but we still haven't actually got higher quality materials, we've also struggled to keep the price point as low as we could as we would like for our fans. When we launched, they were pissed. They felt like we had left them out by making everything too expensive. Oh, ironic. I wish we had better communicated why. We worked really hard to make sure that the materials were right, and we priced it all as low as we could find from that. It was hard not to feel bummed out that our fans were so disappointed. I'm sure they felt like it was arbitrary that we were just trying to make a quick buck because we didn't explain ourselves well. I mean, you also completely lied to their faces, so... Yeah. We were also both very adamant about including plus sizes at launch. At launch. Doesn't mean they still carry them, but at launch. And showing a wide range of ethnicities and skin tones. But we couldn't get... There's not a lot of those on there. But we couldn't get it lined up for the launch. That's right. We didn't have the plus-size samples in time to be photographed. We didn't insist on signing off on the models that had been chosen, and we had already announced the launch date to the press and our fans. So they failed again. Mm-hmm. 
When we saw the launch photography and realized everyone was skinny and blonde, we should have pushed it back and insisted on a reshoot. But we're like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but we felt like the, the train had left the station. It was a misfire. Knowing what I know now, I realized that it would have been a better message to be honest about the delay than to put up with Birdie B leaving out a lot of our fans. But we felt pushed into launching anyways. As we move, how do you feel pushed into launching when it's when it's your own line? Yeah, you could be like, we're not ready. Yeah. As we learn more and more, we are feeling increasingly confident in our ability to trust our guts and make the right call for the business. Apparently not, because there's still not a lot of plus-size things on there, and most of your models are still skinny. Our long-term goal is to move into feminine hygiene products, to create organic tampons and wipes and lubes that are sex and body positive and completely free from toxins. How do you make a how do you make a lube that's body positive? <laughs> <laughs> That are 100% safe from even act or even actively good for you. As soon as we have the intimates and loungewear in hand, we'll move on to that. It's been like three years, right? Haven't they had this thing for a long time? Yeah. First of all, don't ever buy anything that you're going to insert into your body from these people. No, ever, ever. Like don't. they already think that have, like wearing nylon. Fucking underwear all day is a good idea. No, no, because that's not, not breathable material. No, do not buy organic tampons from them. Ever. Yeah. Like, there's some TTSS that's going to... Yeah. Yeah. That's going to wanna... happen. Yeah. Although, they could re- rename Toxic Shock into Brie Mode. <laughs> Seriously. You know, my vagina is just going into free mode right now. I think I need to see a doctor. Part of the learning curve has been understanding how to hire and when to fire. Building a team is really hard. We found that just because we like someone or they do nice stuff for us doesn't mean that they're, they're, they're the perfect fit. We have needed to harden our hearts a little bit. We can't be so taken with gestures that we don't see through to what best serves the business. It's tough because we both have huge hearts. You don't. No. And I think it goes back to our childhood. Of course it does, because everything goes back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Those cherished moments when someone was nice to us or showed us some kindness. It's hard not to let that affect the business when difficult decisions need to be made. That's me feverishly jerking my dick. And, and this is blah. It's so <laughs> fucking dumb. Just, you... you it's just lies. It's just more and more lies. And it's just sad because people bought this book. I bought this book. You did. Full price. Didn't want to. Yeah, apparently I could have got the audiobook for free and I could have saved us a lot of time. We could just listen to it. Oh. Bite <laughs> your tongue, motherfucker. Bite mm. your motherfucking tongue. Nicole, it shouldn't come as a surprise, but making wine is a whole lot more pleasurable than making t shirts. Though it takes a long-ass time to do it right, too. You don't make wine. Somebody else makes wine for you, and you put your logo on it. Mm-hmm. If you, Thank you, Train. If you've watched even one episode of Total Divas or Total Bellas, then you know that Bree and I are winos. Uh, alcoholics is what you meant right there. <laughs> we have always enjoyed a glass of red at the end of a long day, even when it was four ninety nine from the bar at the Holiday Inn Express. 
You could say that Bella Radici and Bonita Bonita, our wine companies, have been in the making since we were sneaking drinks underage. Oh, there's there's more just great positive again role model things to say. Though during though during our Hooters days, we were still drinking Bud Light. We grew up in a farming and agricultural family. We spent much of our childhood down in Brawley, California, where a pop-up's fledging produce cart from Philadelphia had come, had become an intergenerational company. Again, words that they did not actually use. Nope. Uh, the ghostwriter came up was like, let's let's spice this up a little bit, because they're like, our pop-up's lettuce truck that he 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 made us work at. Oh, okay. Fledging produce cart and an intergenerational company. Got it. the earth has always been in our blood as we took more and more trips to napa to drink wine and relax we became increasingly interested in how wine is made uh you step on grapes that's how it's made and the agricultural practices behind it when we met ryan hill of hill family estate the vineyard that makes some of the best wines in the region and supplies grapes to many of the other incredible makers in the area it felt like fate like us, Ryan grew up in a family of people who worked the earth. The only difference is, he still does. You don't. Though, their singular focus was on grapes, wherein our family touches everything from oranges to asparagus. But they don't anymore. Because <laughs> you are... That was Pop-Pop. Because you are wrestlers, and he is dead. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make really beautiful wines and then bring them to the Bella Army at a really good price. Since we could sell the wine straight from the site, we could cut out the middleman. If you cut out the middleman, that would be you. You'd be cutting out yourself. Because this dude, Ryan Hill, could just sell his own fucking wine and not have to go through you. And incredibly, we blew our we blew out both of our wines within 36 hours. The red blend was all gone in 15 hours. Because you only made like 10 bottles. Yeah. The launch went way beyond our expectations, and we were related to read comments that people that people were as into the wine as we were. Since then, we've introduced a Chardonnay and a Rosé, which also sold out immediately. Bella Radici and Bonita Bonita seem quite distant from from Birdie B, but the way we think about the empire that we built... The empire that they built. Wow. They're not. Both are wine companies and our lifestyle brand. Our lifestyle brand. Are predicated on the idea of celebrating life. Of looking for any occasion, whether it's a date wow. night or a family gathering. I'm surprised that they don't have like fucking like their websites listed in in anywhere in this paragraph. Uh, we want to relish life's simple small pleasures and all the details that make us feel like empowered women. And if you want to be an empowered woman, visit birdiebead.com and use promo code. <laughs> <laughs> The TV shows, the Instagram followers, the general interest in what we do is so worth it if it means that we can we get a chance, we get to change the world. You're not changing the world by making women sweat in their fucking vaginas. It was, isn't surprising that a lot of people assume Bree and I are in the wrestling game because we want to be famous. I mean, it's, it's true. But we're actually in this because we want to be successful. Is that any better? 
is wanting to be successful shallow all that much better than wanting to be famous when we were young and and living with our parents in arizona all brie and i wanted was to stand on our own two feet or stand on each other's feet for that matter to have control over our futures and our destinies we wanted to be in charge of our own happiness if fame were all we were after there are easier ways to get there than throwing yourself around in a ring in a in a canned food factory like porno. Uh, we were getting enough small breaks then that we probably would have been able to string something together as twin actresses. Oh, they could have just been actresses. Oh, they could have been. Yeah. But that's not what we wanted. We wanted to change the world. We have always loved... <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking times can you say the same thing and it continue to mean nothing? I mean, we wanted to change the world. You haven't done shit? Are they looking to be superheroes? Like, what? what are they looking to do? The world hasn't really changed all that much. No. And most changes in the world haven't occurred because of one person. Or, or or a set of twins wrestling. I mean, let's think about this. Okay. All right. So, since Nikki and Brie Bella has, have come into the known existence of the WWE, have they contributed to anything special? No. In this, I didn't think so. <laughs> no. I didn't think so. Besides greatly annoying you. <laughs> I mean, they're on nobody's list of, like, top ten women's matches. None of their matches are. None of their promos are. Like, the the thing people remember them for is the terrible promo where Nikki said she wished Brie would have died in the womb. Yeah. Um, or, the, or the nip slips they've had on TV. Um, or their shitty reality show, like that's which isn't changing the world. Like they're they're essentially a skid mark on society. Like they're and, known for being twins, and and because Nikki was engaged to John Cena, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have always longed for real connection, not sympathy. So before this book, we held back a lot of our story. We never wanted anyone to assume that we got where we've gotten because we leveraged what happened to us in our past. We never wanted to build our following on victimhood or play that card, so to speak. Oh, you, now you just do. Now you now you do. Yeah, because because the other thing wasn't working. So now you yeah. got to resort to that. But we'd also be lying if we said that everything that has happened to us hasn't landed us right where we are. It certainly made us stronger and tougher and it made us want success more. We both had nothing to lose and everything to gain. I think that people who know us know we'll be surprised by these pages. They may be surprised that there's so much pain in our history and that we're so positive despite it all. I think we've worked hard and will continue to work hard throughout our lives to process everything in a way that is healthy, to spin pain into gold. While trauma has been part of our story, we don't want it to become the defining plot line ever. I hope that readers who have suffered similar things in their own past will read these pages and know that they're not alone. Are you crying? What? Are you crying? No. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. 
I'm sure I am not crying. You were like fast blinking, like you were trying to get the tears out of your eye. Uh, no, I'm trying to quickly finish. I'm, I'm trying, I'm like trying not to have a stroke because of the, like, oh, people that when the people that actually got raped are going to read this and be like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like you haven't gone through what I've gone through. Hopefully we can learn from our mistakes from our experiences. Bree and I both feel like we're here to be teachers and guides. We live our lives like an open book so that others can learn from or see ourselves in our life stories and see how we have not only survived, but thrived. Now that wrestling full-time is no longer an option for me, I'm anxious to try new things. I'd love to have a talk show with Bree someday where we can drink wine and have fun conversations with strangers oh, or even it. have a wine show. She can't show. wrestle full-time. That's it. She's done. Yep. Yep. That's you what her life is based it. on. You see it right there. Mm-hmm. It's over. There's no WrestleMania. No. Or maybe even do some acting. We also want to run our own production company so that we can be the deciding voice of the room and have full creative control. We want to be able to put shows and movies out there that get overlooked or have great meaning. I would love to be more of an activist for what I believe in. Like, if you run your own production company and you have, like, full creative control, first of all, most production companies do not have full creative control. You usually let the, the, the people who make the actual movies, the directors and stuff like that, have the creative control. But I just company and then just have their first movie just fucking fail miserably. Totally. <laughs> Bree, as has been said by many wise people in the world and many bumper stickers, be the change you want to see in the world. We feel like we've been put on Earth to do exactly that. If we can change just one person's life, then it's worth it. We are pleasers, and we take care of our, our of other people first. That has fueled us to work around the clock. We want to make enough to share to be able to buy our friends dinner when they're stretched or give someone a spare bedroom to crash in when they have nowhere else to go. To help the animals and the earth, we live happy, comfortable lives because we're always giving. We try not to keep it all for ourselves. I'm grateful for every day that I get to breathe. You only get so much time. So let's make every moment count. And that is the end of the book. Nice. <sighs> I don't know what I'm going to do with that piece of shit. <laughs> um, you can do a ceremonial burial. Oh, that's good. Burning. Um, you can donate it to a library, hospital. Can resell it. I feel like if I donate it to the local library, I'm gonna see it in their fucking dumpster the next day. And be like, no thanks. No. Donate it to a local hospital. Leave it in the break room or something where you work. <sighs> if I do no, that, then they'll know it's from you. Forget it. They'll know it's from me because I walk in with like a Kevin Owens jacket. Like they know yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> Forget it. So. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to uh, to do a giveaway. <clears throat> we maybe can, I, we, we can all sign it. There you go. S- send it around. We can all autograph it and there you go. Raffle it off. Awesome. All right. So um, yeah, we are we are losing a, a part of our podcast because we are done with the book. So don't, don't cry, Troy. I won't cry. Wipe those tears. 
You okay? Uh, I'm good. So why don't you go ahead and send us on home? Join us next week to find out what's up with these cunts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>